She only likes me when she's drunk She only likes me when she's faded She only likes me when she's on her back With a bottle of Jack And she knows I can never get enough Oh yeah Hello everybody, welcome to the official Candy Podcast My name is Ron Kuchter. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Candy Magazine. I'm joined this week by our very own candy girl, Lori Young. And we have a very special guest, Katie Lohman, who was on a couple covers of Candy, and I believe she was on the issue two. And we're going to get to meet Katie in a second. But before we do that, Lori, I need to go over something with you from last week. Okay. So last week we did our special Valentine's episode, okay? And okay. We were going through gifts and do's and don'ts, okay? And I, I was listening through it, and Alexa brought up the fact that when it comes to roses, one of the things that is a don't is baby's breath. Okay. Do you remember, do you remember that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, did you see the roses that Alexa posted on her Instagram? <laughs> No, but I mean, I'm sure she's not going to tell her boyfriend, like, I hate baby's bread. Take it back. <laughs> well, it was, filled with baby, it was filled with baby's breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he listens to the podcast, he might know. But if not, I'm sure she's not going to say a word. <laughs> I think he needs to start listening to podcasts to get some yeah. insight on the win. I'll tell you that. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I just I found it funny when I was looking at her Instagram and she posted the rosers and stuff like that. So um, without, further ado, without further ado, without further ado, everybody, welcome Katie Lobman to the official Candy Podcast. Hi, Katie. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Fantastic. Hi. Right. Um, can I just say something? Can I chime in about the flower thing? Is that okay? Sure. Just, can yeah. I? Okay. I personally don't like flowers for Valentine's Day, and I'm going to tell you why. The life cycle on a flower isn't long enough for me. It's like they're here, they smell for a second, and then they die. And I just, I, that's why I just, I don't like flowers. Okay, kind of we have a tiebreaker. Kind of but I just don't. This is perfect. We have a tiebreaker. What would you say if your Valentine gave you a potted flower for your for valentine gave me get, wait gave me a what what a what like a like hey, a live hey, hey, like, hey. A potted, like a potted plant something that would stay alive and it won't it's not flowers they're gonna die mm-hmm. how do you feel i mean that? i would i would definitely think that he put some more effort into it rather than just going to the grocery store and you know getting you know the, the nice flowers that were right in front of, of kroger you know <laughs> um Sweet. It would so definitely she's pretty be much more, on my side. It would be more effort, but I think for me, you know, when I'm dating someone, I'm always really straightforward ahead of time so that I'm not disappointed, so that I don't have to say, oh, I don't really like that. So I'm very much kind of the one to say, you know what? Don't get me flowers. I kind of really want this. You know, <laughs> You're like Alexa. Alexa brought that up last week. She's like, she had a purse one year for Valentine's, and and we and we said, well, that's a tough gift to buy for somebody. She's like, no, I picked it out. <laughs> that, you know what? And that's me. And it's because I don't want to be, uh, you know, mean or I mean, and I'm not mean. You know, I just I don't want to I don't want to be disappointed. So I would rather just tell you. You know, look, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And if you agree to go along with what I like, this is probably going to last longer. You know? Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't... It's, it's kind of like what Ron, when he wants to go to dinner, he wants steak and lobster all the time. Is so that Katie, Billy? 
Is Billy yeah, it's here? Billy. So Katie, so my co-founder of Candy, who you've actually you've never met, uh, Billy Nishay, um, uh-huh. has joined the call. Um, Billy, Billy sees himself as a as a Howard Stern type of personality, but uh, without the hair and without Perfect. the height. I love Howard Stern. Perfect. See? I, I, I love See, Ron, you hear what she said? It was awesome. Well, you know, it's, again, ready for the call today, Katie. I, I had to go back and do and just refresh my, my memory of, of, about your history. And one of the things I actually did is I uh, watched your interview with Howard from 2000 and, well, and when you were a playmate. <laughs> I've only seen that once, you know, I, I've actually only watched it one time. I caught it, you know, on some website after the fact, and I didn't even see it when it originally came out. So it was funny to watch myself in an interview that I did so long ago thinking, gosh, you know, do I sound immature? Do I sound fun? You know, do I sound all these things? And you know what? I actually did. <laughs> you handled no, you handled yourself very well because the questions he Thank was coming you. at you with were very fast. They were like rapid fire questions. And he does that, you know, he, 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 and I wanted to make sure that, I mean, no matter how much you prepare to talk to Howard Stern, you're never going to be a hundred percent prepared. You just got to take it and you got to just not look like you're hiding anything. You know, if he asks you a question, like, do you do this? Yes, I do. What about this? No, I don't. Have you dated this guy? No. Have you dated this guy? Yes, I have. You know, so you just got to kind of roll with it. <laughs> I think if he senses that you're a little afraid, he's going to dig into that and get it out of you. He's going to. He's going to. If he feels like you are uncomfortable or you're, you know, trying to hide something or you're embarrassed about something, yeah, he's going to start digging. So, so he kept, you he kept just... poking. He kept poking at the half thing with you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, he tried. No, he tried to. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I mean, it was. He kept coming back around to, which I, I watched this for the first 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 time today myself. So, so. Um, I wish I would have listened to it. Yeah. So, 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 Katie, actually, one of the reasons why Billy's on the on the call today is we're going to go through a lot with you, but Billy's Billy's on the podcast today because Billy has a hard time wrapping his mind around how one man can get seven blondes to date him. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I can tell you what well, it is. Money is a big part. You know, you know what it is. And you're, obviously, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Hugh Hefner. So yeah. that's who you're talking about. Um, the one and only Hugh Hefner. You know, with with Hugh Hefner, it's just different because he's just kind of one of those. Uh, the more, the merrier. Um, let's all just have a great time. Let. But how know, does go. he get the girls to agree with all of that? It's not really that they agree or that they disagree. Uh, and they're just kind of there to have a good time and kind of yeah. go with the flow. You know what I mean? They're not looking at it like, okay, this is the man I'm going to marry and this is the man I'm going to kill with. So but, I better, but, you know. But are they actually doing half? <laughs> uh, some of them are and some of them are not. Um, really? that, that's kind of, it's, it's a fine line because – uh, you know, you'll see a mix of beautiful women and some of them are married and have children and some of them are a hundred percent single. Some of them are very interested in being in Hef's world and some of them are not. So you, you, you get this combination of all these beautiful women around all the time and everybody's got a different story, you know, everyone's right. coming from a different place. So some of the, some of the women are, you know, they were 21 and they're like, I'm just ready to have a good time. I'll go wherever you guys want to go. I'll wear whatever you want to wear. You know, let's do this. And then there could be a centerfold that's there who's about 35. And she's like, I'm just kind of here to chill. And my husband's right around the corner, you know? <laughs> so right. it's just so different. It's so different. The elements are so different. 
So, yep. Katie, one I'm of going. the things is like what I was when I was watching the interview today is that um, when you were the playmate of the month, you had you were you were no longer one of the seven blondes. You were one of the seven blondes going in to the, the shoot. Mm-hmm. But I guess when the issue came out, you were no longer part of the pack, for lack of a better term. Well, uh, it didn't. It, it, it didn't happen. I didn't plan it that way, even though it may appear that I planned it that way. I didn't plan it that way. Um, me and Hef just didn't have a real personal connection. The connection that we shared was um, just, it just wasn't, we just didn't have that, you know, and it seems kind of odd. Like, well, of course you wouldn't have it. You know, look at the age difference, but um, I, we just didn't share that kind of chemistry. I, I just didn't have the kind of chemistry with him that some of the other ladies did. And um, it, well, how long were you? How long were you a girlfriend of his? I was a I was his girlfriend for about ten months. That's a long and time. I really didn't. Well, I really didn't um, feel like you know we were really. I mean, I was just very career ambitious, and I really you know wanted to move on as far as you know start my acting career and start my career you know as a fitness model and all these things. And and I really wasn't just there to kind of lay around and and you know be a who, in the party and all that. Who, so as who's much the as top I loved girl? It, you know? Well, who's the top girl? Was it Jordan at that time? Well, who's the top? you got to remember it. Here's the thing about when I was in, involved in Playboy is it was before all of the girls next door. So every story that I have, every memory that I have is never been told before, you know, ever. And um, the woman that he really wanted to marry and be with was Buffy Tyler. Really? That was the woman of his dreams. Really? And we we all knew it. And he that was really the woman that he wanted. I don't. I mean, he he didn't come right out and say, you know, marry me. But I think if she had shown some interest, um, he would have, you know, jumped at the chance. I mean, he was just very emotionally <coughs> attached to her. And um, I guess Buffy Tyler reminded Hugh Hefner of a playmate named Karen Christie from the seventies. Hmm. I'm surprised so, Billy didn't have a wisecrack then, because whenever you bring up stuff from the 70s and 80s, Billy, so Billy always has a wisecrack. Oh, don't worry, Ron. I'm going I'm I'm to get on with her in a minute here. I'm going to take this over from so you, because i got a bunch of questions. And, and, and again, I, I believe I'm getting the name right. So Karen Christie was this bubbly Texan blonde, right, from Perfect. the 70s. Mm-hmm. And Buffy was also this bubbly Texan blonde. So, you know, Hess fell for her immediately. And the rest of us, we were just kind of, you know, just there for the ride. But his heart was really, truly in um, with Buffy. And she so, was best right, friends right. with I, Suzanne Stokes, wasn't she? Suzanne Stokes was her best friend at that time? That was not until later. This not until later, okay. all of that. Yes. Oh, all right, so she had, to get, she get, had not even, you know, become friends with her yet. Like, they hadn't even connected yet. They ended up becoming roommates later. But this was way before. I mean, this would have been the year 2000, the summer of 2000. Okay, so let's, let's, let's go back a second. Let's, so you're there, and you're his girlfriend, 10 months. Give us a typical day. What time you wake up? What do you do from from the time you wake up till you go to bed? What was the typical day? I mean, we I I like to be kind of an early riser, you know, because I wanted to maybe get like a little jog in. So I would jog around the property. I would smell the flowers. Um, I would order breakfast before I left. So that now who are you now who are you ordering breakfast done. from? 
Um, you're ordering actually from the head butler that puts it right into the kitchen. So you walk downstairs and right. you tell the butler, you know, I want, you know, two scrambled eggs and some toast and I'm going to go for a run. Uh, you know, can you have it here in like, you know, 45 minutes? Okay, great. Well, have it, where do you want to eat it? Do you want to eat it in your room or do you want to eat it in the dining room? Well, I'll take it in the dining room. So 45 minutes later, your breakfast is going to be in the dining room. So when you're done awesome. with your run or whatever you want to mm-hmm. do, you know, go get your breakfast. So it's like so, a hotel. No. It's like a hotel. It, it is. It's like a hotel. I mean, they have a uh, full staff there as far as full staff for cleaning, of course, full staff, uh, butler service. Um, there's a chef that's there, you know, morning, noon, and right night. So if you want to order something in the middle of the night, you can go ahead and say, you know, I want some, you know, chicken soup and a hot dog. I don't know. I don't eat that. But, you know, whatever you want. Um, Did you, I mean, are you guys like so drinking champagne and laying around the pool? I mean, if we wanted to, but on a typical day, it was pretty quiet. It was, you know, beautiful, really? sunny Southern California weather by the, you know, by the pool is usually where we would just hang out. We wouldn't really sip champagne, but we would, you know, maybe grab a bottle of water or yep. you know, soda or something. And, and we'd all go for a nice swim, get a little tan going. A lot of us were also busy shooting a lot of our pictures. So there wasn't right. that much time to kind of, you know, lay around like a resort. I mean, Buffy mm-hmm. was busy doing her pictures. And then when she's done and her stuff is, is, you know, good to go, then I started to shoot. So I'm busy during the day from nine in the morning until, you know, five o'clock at night. And then I go back to the house and take a bath and get you know, order some dinner and get some sleep. So, um, you know, and I, I personally, you know, took my pictures and my centerfold very seriously. I didn't want to be sipping champagne all day or be out all night. And I let Hef know that, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to look tired for my photo shoot. You know, I want and, to And how great, was he when you so. kind of told him, did he agree? Was he, was he accommodating? Was he pushing work? Did he you just didn't kill? You know what, when it comes to, you know, the magazine and when it comes to, you know, you wanting to give it your all and look great and not look tired or hung over or anything like that. Of course, he's going to agree with it and totally understand and say, yeah, you know, absolutely. So he, he, understands you don't want to, um, you know, go in there with a headache. And that's mm-hmm. not what I wanted to do. I mean, you know, I was taking it seriously. It was something I always wanted to do. Um, I didn't want to ruin it by coming in, you know, like I said, with a headache and, you know, bags under my eyes because I spent the entire day you know, out by the pool getting drunk, you know. Katie, how did you become a girlfriend? Because Lori, Lori's got a story as well. But I want to hear your story first as far as how you became um, a girlfriend. Well, what happened was, is, is I, I took a trip to California and I was in the office. I knew where the office was because I looked it up in the magazine and they took some Polaroids of me and just said, you know, if we're interested, you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks. And I said, okay. So a couple of weeks go by and sure enough, I hear from them and they're like, we need to do a test shoot. We need you to come to California. Um, and you're going to stay in the mansion. I thought, Oh my God, like really? See, I, I thought I wasn't going to hear anything and because it took a little longer than I had anticipated. And, um, and it's funny, all they did was just take a couple of Polaroids, like real Polaroids, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they scheduled everything for me, the flight, everything. And they said, you know, you're going to come to the mansion and you know, you're going to do a test shoot. I was like, okay. So, uh, I get up there and Hef was, uh, he had had a girlfriend at the time, but she just landed Baywatch. 
So she was having a going away party. So I actually was there during Brandy Roderick's going away Hawaiian party for her Baywatch that, you know, the show she was going to do. So um, Hess was very vulnerable at that time. He was very sad that he was going to, you know, lose someone that he really cared about, you know, Brandy Roderick. And um, so here I am, you know, kind of bouncing around kind of this new girl, you know, blah, blah, blah um, at this party. And, you know, he noticed me right away and he's just like, hey, you know, my girlfriend's leaving and I do have two other young ladies here. He had the two twins, the Bentley twins. I don't know if you guys remember them. They did a a cover of the Bentley twins. And, um, you know, he's just like let's see if you guys all get along, you know, let's see if, if you guys click. So I was like, all right, well, okay, I guess I'll see if I click with, you know, his twins. And I mean, they didn't really warm up to me right away, but it took a little bit of time, but eventually they kind of warmed up. And then, um, by that time they were kind of just ready to move on with their lives. So they left. So So this is the early days of, of him dating one, two, three, and it grew to seven. So you were there like when his first, when he first started dating, I was there when it first, Yes, because I was there when Brandy Roderick was leaving to do Baywatch, and I was there when the Bentley twins were still there. And, um, you know, basically they were they were all ready to move on, and I mean, here I am, you know, I'm like, okay. And Hef was just like, look, you know, you're, you know, you're beautiful, and obviously, you know, you're playmate material and whatnot. Would you be interested in staying at the house? And I thought, what do you mean like staying, like living here? And he said, yeah, you know, the girls are all leaving and you're great and just stay. And I thought, all right. So I just stayed. <laughs> so Lori, Lori, share your story as far as uh, a girl being a player. Well, so kind of the same uh, vein along, you used to go to the Sunday fun days, right? Oh, um, yeah, that was like the, the pool party with like the movie after. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it wasn't called Sunday Fun Day. I think I just called it that. Um, I think maybe he called it Fun in the Sun. Fun in the Sun. That's what it was. It was every Sunday and you'd come up and you could play board games, swim, and then have some lunch. And then there was a dinner and a movie. It was actually really fun. Yeah, I loved it. I didn't stay for the movie much because it just wasn't my scene. But like, anywho, my my cousin and I, we would just go and um, we loved it. Sitting by the pool, ordering food, having drinks. It's so fun. It oh, it's so, so much fun. fun. Everybody's like waiting on you and everything. Some of my life. Yeah. And I loved it's the great. Stuff. They were such interesting people, too. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Uh, you never know who you're going to see up there. You know, you never know. You know, you'd be like sit next to your favorite actor. You're like, hey, how you doing? All right, so, you know? <laughs> so, so were regular guys allowed in for this party or was it just like VIP guest only? Be, you know what? Okay, the word regular to me this, you know, is it, it, it's a fine line because a regular guy can be married to a playmate, but then he's not a regular guy anymore. It's her husband. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, um, it's, it, you know, all of a sudden he's not just some guy that <laughs> randomly made his way in there. Well, no, he's either dating or married to a centerfold. So uh, he may be an investment banker that may be what he does for a living, but yeah. he's no longer a regular guy. He is the husband of, you know, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. There, there would even be kids there sometimes. Some like people's kids there would people's kids would come. Families like there, there was fun in the sun was not like a a playboy party like a night party like midsummer nights. It wasn't no, like that. not at all, not at all. It was like being in a huge mansion and it was like family. 
You know, yeah. it was yeah. not at all like a, you know, like a actual party party. It was, um, yeah, there would be, and even 4th of July, there would be, uh, you know, children around, you know, children of, of the actors, children of the models, you know, all of that. And it yeah. was really great because it did feel like a very fun, very safe environment where you could really just enjoy yourself and know that um, you're in good surroundings, you know? Yeah. So, totally agree. so, so how does somebody break up with half? <laughs> You know what? He, he, it's not, some women don't have to, because honestly, sometimes he's not really too concerned about it. He's just like, with me, it was kind of like, I see you going on to become an actress and I see you going on to do a lot of really wonderful things. And he was very supportive of that. Um, you know, I was not the woman that he had this big major crush on. So there really wasn't a lot of, um, you know, like it's over and I'm leaving you and all that. (laughs) We didn't really have that. You know, it was just, I just was like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm ready to move on and have a great career. And, you know, um, if you need me, I'll always be here and I'll do my best to represent Playboy and you and everything to the best of my ability, but obviously you know I want more than this. So I have one last question. One last question on this uh, seven girlfriends, and then we can move on to another topic. But uh, and you can either validate this or invalidate it. But um, it's rumored, and it was said quite a bit that when he was dating, you know, five seven blondes at once, that everybody had their own night to spend with him alone, and then there was one night a week where the where everybody went out. Now, was that with when you were there or after you left? Well, that was not necessarily the experience that I had. When I was there, um, it started out that it was just me and then his, his Brandy Roderick and the Bentley twins had, had moved on. And then Buffy showed up very quickly after that. And he, you know, fell for Buffy really hard. And so Buff, I was, you know, had a private conversation with Buffy Tyler and said, look, you know, um, is staying here something that you'd be interested in? Are you interested in, in taking this further than just like being a centerfold? Do you want to live in California? Do you want a career? Like, what do you want? You know, or do you plan to just go back to Texas and marry a football player? I don't know. You know what I mean? Tell me what you want, you know? And again, that's how I've always been is sort of like this coordinator slash publicist, you know, kind of like business person. I mean, that's always been me. That's, that's Katie Loman right there, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so Katie so, Loman, uh, you were, uh, Miss April 2001, is that right? Yes, yes, that's correct. So, Billy, that 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 was just a couple years before we started Knockout. Yeah, but I think I, I, a lot of the playmates would go to Vince Neil's golf tournament that I would play in every year in Malibu. I never got invited to that. Why was I not invited to go and hang out and golf with you guys? I don't remember oh, anything that was about awesome, that. I did not, I got, I did not know, get fact, the memo on that. Yeah, in <laughs> fact, I just, I, I just moved, and I've got all these Playboy autographed pictures and I think these girls that you're talking about I know Brandy was there because I got a picture with her yeah Brandy, you, I was with uh, Brandy yeah, the Gabrielle girl from uh, 90210 yeah Gabrielle she was there with her yeah. friend oh you're talking about uh, Nikki Ziering from 90210 yes. is that who you're talking he about he was there yeah yep 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 they were all there and at that Brandy time. yep Man, why didn't I get the memo? I in fact, we were smoking cigars and then she, we were smoking cigars and Jenna Jameson was our caddy so you know is- what? Doesn't that just sound like the awesomest thing ever? Okay, you're at Vince Neal's golf tournament. You've got Jenna Jameson as a caddy, cigar in your mouth, 
uh, Brandy Roderick over here and Nikki Zuring over here. You must be like, yep. life is good. Life that was, is good. But then, then it was obviously your, you know, your normal porn star chicks that really just wanted all the attention, but nobody gave it to them. And then, um, I he always remember. had the Playboy table. He always had the Playboy table at these golf yeah, events. They, yeah, and he, I remember going to 2004 it. and 2005, and they were like, "Who do you want us to make the picture out to?" And I, I had him made it out to yes. my nephew, who at the yeah. time was like three months old. Yeah, and I can't recall three who months. That's was. it. <laughs> What? Well, you're hilarious. Well, here's the deal. He turned my nephew turned 17 this August, and guess what? He's getting for his 17th birthday a stack of signed Playmate headshots made out to him. Which is amazing well, because it, that takes a lot of time to get all that organized. You well, know? <laughs> Ron, remember the funny story? We we go with Steve's brother Vince, and we had like a whole posse of our guys from Chicago went, and we just pull up to the country club. We all get out. We're getting our golf carts, and Steve's brother Vince leaves in like a, a second, and we're like, "Where the hell did he go?" Stand up, flipping the golf cart. Um, <laughs> that was nuts. Hooters, Hooters girls were there. Playboy girls were there. Porn stars were there. Hawaiian Tropic girls were there. Hawaiian Tropic girls were there. The Hawaiian Tropic. My stomach hurt. Yep, the In and Out bus was there. We're eating burgers. Everybody was jacked up. And then I remember we went out with the girl from Baywatch. Who's the other girl around? We went out with her husband. And she was the new girl. Not Brandy. Another Baywatch girl. Was it? Yeah. Baywatch? Gene L. Gina Lee Nolan? Yeah, Gina Lee Nolan. We were with Gina Lee Nolan's husband cruising around Sunset, and then we went to the Rainbow afterwards, and everybody was just blasted out of their mind. That sounds like so much fun. Oh, it was great. (laughs) There's things I can't even talk about on this podcast. Yeah, his his golf tournaments were were a blast. So, Katie, another reason why Billy's on the call is because you you were in Knockout Magazine. And, I, that's right. I was. I was on the cover. That is. And you were on the cover. And, and and Billy started Knockout with me, but be, but before it was Knockout Magazine, it was called Knockout Talent. So all the stories that he's telling you right now were back when we had Knockout Talent, and we got started in Knockout Talent because of of, of Heidi Marks. Um, yeah. I remember that gorgeous blonde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she was married to Vince Neil. She was yep. married to Vince Neil. Was at the right. time. Was she married or no? And then Rhonda was in a playmate too, wasn't she? Rhonda Adams. Rhonda Adams. Ronda Adams. Yes. Uh, so when we launched Knockout Talent, we or we had an immediate roster of twelve playmates as well. But so Bill was involved with that, and what comes around to the magazine time when we actually finally worked when I finally worked with you in the magazine, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> did, uh, we did an interview back then with you, <coughs> and I pulled yeah. it out. And one okay, of the things we yeah. <laughs> one of the things we asked you back then was was how do you seduce a bunny? Oh God! What did I say? And you said there's ten rates. You ready? I'm ready. What did I say? Let's see if it's still true now, because I was a lot younger then. So let's see if you know I've matured at all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Put my glasses on. Okay. You said charming. That still holds right there. Charming. Funny. That yes. <laughs> Loyal. Absolutely, gotta have that. Intelligent. Gotta have it. Witty. Yep. Yep. Playful. Yep. Confident. Yes. That's yeah. Handsome. Yeah, that always helps. Hey, Lori. <laughs> yeah. Ron's kind of talking about me, isn't he? Oh, uh, you just oh. lost it. Number eight, Billy. You, you fell off the charts. <laughs> Damn. <it. laughs> Affectionate. I, I love number ten, though. What's number ten? I don't even remember what it is. It's been so long. 
love to have sex all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, Every single one of those things is still true. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, hundred percent. And I think I also asked you back then. I said, uh, <clears throat> "How does a guy convince a girl to share with share him with six other girls?" And you know what you said? What did I say? Uh, well, part you of the answer. Hefner. The end of the answer. The end of the answer was the best. She goes, "Yo, it sure helps if all the women are bisexual." Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and if they're all, you know, like each other, or at least pretend or I don't know. I mean, listen, you got to have a group of, of people that get along. Okay. That is the number one thing is you have to take your ego and just leave it at the door. Okay. Cause there's no room to have some crazy ego when you're in Heft's world. So it's just, it's got to go. I got so, you. I mean, am I, am I saying it's kind of like Dan Bilzerian's world? It's, it's just, you have, you have to check your ego and you have to, you know what it is? If you want to be successful in Playboy, you have got to know how to get along with beautiful women. If you don't know how to get along with beautiful women, you better go just do something else. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you have to. Yep. <laughs> because if you can't have a connection with women, you can't be real with them and they can't, you know, trust you. And uh, if you can't be there for each other, I'm not saying you'll have to be best friends for life, but you've got to have some sort of communication and some dialogue and some respect going. Otherwise, otherwise it's, it's not going to happen. You can't just can't, you know, deal with it. And I feel like I'm just very good with women. I'm very good with people, period, men and women. So, so how did you how did you uh, how did you how did you get along with the fellow playmates that year? That was 2001. I didn't really meet a lot of them because when my, you know, my issues, I was closer to maybe the ones that were before me, um, especially the ones that I grew up seeing, you know, like, um, you know, I always wanted to work with Karen McDougal and, you know, of course I got to work with her, which was fantastic. We did this gorgeous, you know, thing for Iron Man magazine, the fitness magazine, um, because I remember seeing photos of Karen uh, when I was in high school and I was like, damn, you know just stunningly beautiful. I want to work with her someday. And so I was so happy that I got to. Did you want to um, be a playmate course, when you were in high school? Did you want to be a playmate when you were in high school? Is that what you wanted to be? You know, I wanted to be a playmate from the time that I was probably like eight years old. Oh, wow. Because I'll tell you the story. Uh, my best friend, okay, I had these, these two neighbor girls that lived next to me, right? Um, and their father used to get Playboy magazine every month. And I know exactly what it was. He would rip the cover off and he would leave it on his desk. Then when he was done reading it, he would put it on the bookshelf in order. Like every single magazine was in like perfect order in this man's office, right? And what we would do is I would spend the night with the girlfriends and we would we would wake up in the middle of the night and we would sneak into his office and we would look at the Playboys. And I always tell him, okay, we got to make sure it goes back in order. You know, we have to make sure that the month and the year and everything, otherwise he's going to know we looked at him. <laughs> wow. Where did, where so did you grow up? looking at him. I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Okay, cool. So um, there's three other playmates that we worked with um, in Candy um, mm-hmm. that also I worked with in Knockout. Do you want to venture a guess at, at two of the names? Um, okay, so you're saying that they did Playboy and they did Knockout. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I, okay. Let me, I, I really want to get this right. I got to really think about this. Um, blonde or brunette? They're all blondes. 
There you go. Oh, well. <laughs> um, would, it, would it be <clears throat> Tiffany Selby? Or was she? You had, Tiffany you Selby. Yep. Tiffany Selby's one of them. Okay. Okay. And then the next one would be probably, hey, I'm going to guess um, Irena, maybe. Irena. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. She's and good. is there another one? So there's, so there's, one, there's, there's one more. There's one more. And, um, and she has a title. So she has like a Playmate of the Year title is what you're saying. She has a very specific Playboy title. Which would be Playmate of the Year. So I'm going to say that it is, I'm going to get this right. She's a Playmate of the Year. Um, also worked for Knockout. Uh, this one, this one, I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank on this one. Is it, uh, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be. I know who it is. It's, it's the 50th anniversary Playmate. Yes, it is. How did you get this? Because I'm fucking a genius. That's (laughs) That's fucking great. She like nailed all three. It's the 50th anniversary playmate, and she was the one that also is a DJ on the side. You know, she she does like. Oh, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) It starts with a C, right? Colleen Shannon. Colleen Shannon. Yes. Yay! Oh my god. She's like always the answer. <laughs> Not only because I, I was that's like claim of the year. I know, yeah. It, I was like, wait a minute. It's not. I'm, it's that, what was coming to me was it's not the claim of the year. It's something a little more specific. And I thought, well, what would be more specific than that? And I'm thinking, no, it can't be Jamie Bergman because you don't know Jamie Bergman. It's got to be later. So of course, you know, doing up all the logistics in my head, I was like, it's got to be the 50th anniversary playmate. That's yeah. unreal. So let me ask you. About, <laughs> let me ask you about playmates now, because this is this is something that kind of gets at my craw a little bit here. Okay. Um, okay. Because I I grew up when it, in a time where basically you know you're a playmate, you're on a pedestal. You're, that is that is like a special title. That's a special woman. You you tr- you grow up dreaming dating a playmate. You grow up dreaming marrying a playmate. And nowadays. Right. You have these girls running around who are calling themselves playmates, and they bought the title because they got published in an international magazine, and they paid to get published, and now they're now they're a playmate of Mexico or a playmate of Playboy Mexico or Playboy Slovakia or whatever. That, that right. cheapens, don't you think it cheapens cheapens it a bit? Well, let's look at the industry as a whole, and let's look at how much it's changed and what kind of influences have caused that to happen. You know, social media, um, even starting back with Facebook or even MySpace. Let's look back to MySpace and how that could have killed magazines. It could have killed, you know, actual print magazines and how, um, you know, that's kind of where I want to start with the discussion because you have to understand how did it get there? How did we all get there? How did we get to a point where, you know, you could um, buy your way into a magazine cover or, uh, buy your way into Playboy and all that. I think it's because magazines were losing so much revenue and so much money because of social media. They didn't have a choice but to say, sure, girl, if you want to be on the cover of, you know, Mex- uh, Playboy Mexico, pay us. And you can be on the cover of Playboy Mexico. And it's just because they were losing so much money. So I try not to blame the girl or blame the magazine or really blame anybody. It's just the way that things have evolved. Is it that doesn't have the same pizzazz, though. It's, it's, it doesn't have the same pizzazz. It's just like, yeah, you bought your way in. And you, we, get, we get emails all the time from people saying, how much does it cost to be on the cover? How much does it cost to be in the magazine? We're like, you can't buy your way into, into candy. 
We might want to start looking and at that, though. Right. And you know what? And, and I think that that's a really good thing that you have held up kind of the 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 uh, the way of doing things that, you know, it's not like that now. I mean, now it's like, you know, if somebody wants to be on the cover, it's like, OK, how much? And, you know, buy, you know, they buy their way in and then they can say that they're a candy girl, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that you're not willing to sell out, you know, for for that. You want to choose who you want to choose which I think is great. Um, but it's just, I guess a lot of the magazines were just, you know, hurting for revenue. So they just thought, well, all right, if this pretty girl wants to pay us to be on the cover, okay, great. You know, then you're on the cover. Okay. And now they don't even have to be pretty. Just pay us. <laughs> I yeah. know. Now it's just like, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, they'll try to, you know, Google Photoshop and whatnot. And then it's all of a sudden, you know, she's a Maxim girl or a this or that. But you got to remember, too, if you didn't earn it, you're not going to treasure it. So you're going to fucking lose it. Sorry, my yeah. excuse me for swearing. I shouldn't be swearing like that. It's terrible. Um, you're going to lose it because if you don't learn to value anything and you think that you can kind of buy your way into everything or you can skip a step, then you're going to keep skipping steps and you're going to fall flat on your face. That's awesome. So, but do playmates, do playmates from your era, do your playmates from your era, and I guess we're talking probably – 2012 and back. Do you guys look at these girls differently? Like you're not really a playmate. You bought the cup. You bought your. You know what? In. You know what I think. No, listen. You know what? I'm going to say this, and I hope that that that. I don't know if this is true for other people, and I I, I hate to admit it, but I'm I'm a very honest, you know, straightforward person. I've always been that way. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what bothers me, Ronnie. Let me tell you what bothers me. Yes. This is what bothers me. Okay. This is what bothers me. So there are women in the industry that have paid their dues and they have shot with the the best photographers. They've been on the best magazines. They have stayed in the best shape of their lives and they have, you know, played the game. Okay. Played the game to the best of their ability. And then you get, you know, YouTube comes along and social media comes along and all of a sudden, all a girl has to do is have some video where, you know, she's twerking or she's shaking yep. her boobs or something. Yep. And then all of a sudden, that one video goes viral. We all know the special word viral. It goes viral. And then all of a sudden, it's like this sensation. And I think, oh, I kind of look at that and I kind of go... Okay, but that didn't require any discipline. Exactly. You know, all you all you did was, you know, twerk or like, you know, juggled your breasts or whatever it is that you did. And 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 now you've you've got, you know, all this attention and all that which is great. I mean, I wish that I would have just twerked or, you know, juggled my tits around or something and, and <laughs> here you go. You know, here's this this giant, you know, following all of a sudden. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. All I'm saying is it's 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 inter- it's different. It's just different to me. So when I look at the girls now that go viral, I kind of go, okay, all right. You know, you you know, I guess you twerked and it went and it you know took off and all that. I think for me, I think it's kind of silly. Right, yeah. but it, it's a fleeting moment, and in, in, because like with with a playmate back in the day when you were a playmate, is it opened doors for you into the entertainment business, and then you got into and movies. And that's what it does for them. 
it opens these doors, and if they choose to walk through them correctly, then then okay. But here's if here's what's missing. Here's what's face, here's what's missing with the yeah, old. I can tell you, it's 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 a. It's a let, me, let me let me add up the letters. It's a five-letter word. It's called class. Oh, these okay. girls, like these new word. girls, don't have class. It's these not a class. class. All they have is ass. <laughs> Nobody has substance. I mean, I can go on and on about this. I mean, you look at the Kardashians. They're worth a billion dollars. What have they done for society? Nothing. You know what? The fact that they've done nothing for society and that's what their ticket was, was they didn't do a, a thing. And, and yep. gr- great. You know, you made a billion dollars on, yep. on really just um, not bringing anything to the table except – you know, you're complaining. But here's the problem. Now you got all these little you know. girls growing up in Indiana that don't know any better, and they got stars in their eyes because they look up to people like this. And that's know, where society is. It's 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 these these girls have no class. They just have ass, and they think it's going to make take them to the top. And here's the thing that a lot of girls don't understand: but the, but is that's guys. Exception. The Kardashians are the exception to the rule. Oh yeah, They're well they the started rule. from the they start yeah they started you know? from money. Their daddy was a lawyer, and they did all that, and they were in the their mom sold her. And their mom Tape. Yeah, you know, okay. I mean, that's a, oh, that God, tells you a lot. Oh God, are you serious? The mom yeah. sold it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't know but that. It, but it, but if you look now, I mean, guys can't. Rumor know, has it. You guys, you I guys can look at this. Rumor has it. When she got the Guys laugh at this though. I mean, yeah, we're gonna look at the girls and we're gonna look at the show and go, wow, that's hot. She's got a nice ass, nice tits, whatever. But in the back of the guys' minds, I think in today's guy now, maybe it's our age, we're getting older, we laugh at that. We laugh at girls that have to try so hard to get attention. There's it it it, it doesn't work. They're they're a dime a dozen. They have no substance, they have no class. Well, it's definitely working. They're not, bringing, they're not bringing anything interesting to the table. You Nothing. know, they're they're and they're not bringing that heart and soul that the, yep. that the girls of the generation that I, you know, my generation and then before that, and maybe a little after my generation, a couple years after, you know, we, we bring our heart and soul to what we do. And now it's just, it's just kind of a. Well, you a, built it, it from the ground up. You had a foundation. You guys didn't yes. have this easily. Put a, put your tits on a video, put it on YouTube, put it on Instagram and you get or, a million people. Right. You guys then, didn't have that yes. stuff to your, you no, didn't have didn't. that stuff to available back then. You had to go back and earn it the old fashioned way and that's much so, better than these girls that just put a tit on a video and become these and then they monetize I mean, it there's nothing wrong with that I they're making money but they're making it you know they're doing their thing and and you know and it's funny because i actually had an ex-boyfriend that said something interesting to me and i'll never forget what he said we were talking about you know social media and my my ex is you know he's a, a pretty big time director. And he said, you know what? He said, they're having their moment. Now you had your moment, um, you know, when you did your playboy stuff and, and all that, and now they're having their moment and they are a social media sensation. And I, and I just kind of looked at him like, okay, I see where you're going with. He didn't mean it in a, in a cool way or, or in a disrespectful way right. at all. He's not that way. I mean, he's a sweetheart. You know, I, I still adore him to death, but, um, you know, and I listened to his advice. I mean, he's one of the top industry directors right now. So, of course, I'm going to listen to him, you know. And he just said, you know, you just have to have another moment. And you have to be open to that. And you have to be flexible to the way things work now to have that moment. You can't yeah, but be, see, my, I have a you know. Problem. I have a problem with this. And it goes back with, to what Billy was saying is that is there's no class 
with this stuff, with the OnlyFans and with the uh, with the stuff on social media. It lacks class. Okay, yeah, go ahead, make your money. Fine, go ahead, and make your money. I'm not going to judge you for making your money, but you're not classy. Don't think you're a classy woman because you're not. Okay. Okay, well, I have and, something and, else and, to say. You know what? Do they care? I don't even know if they care. That's the problem. Is do they care? No, or is it they just don't about care. The They're like, pay you me know, money. they don't give a shit, you know? Class has gone out the like, window. Like, don't sell anything. Like, don't, don't sell a, you know, like for me, I will not do, I will not sell a product or promote a product that I don't actually like. I don't care how much money you want to give me. If I don't like the product... I will not pretend that I like it because I guess I'm just, you know, the only time I want to pretend is if you put me on a movie set, you know, that's when I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend to be a doctor or a nurse or a police officer, or I'm going to pretend to be a mom or whatever it is, but I'm not going to pretend that I like the product if I don't like it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's pretend about being a policewoman. You were, you were on Reno, weren't you in that one of those Reno TV series? I was, and I did actually play, well, I played a, um, a, a SWAT team member. So it was kind of like a police officer, but maybe a little bit more extreme. Lori was, Lori was going over your IMDb uh, um, resume, and um, Lori, did anything stand out to you when you were looking at it? Um, yes, and we can, before we leave this subject, though, I wanted to talk about kind of the generational thing. Sorry. But, like, I don't know how old you are, Katie, but I think that I come kind of like right on the heels of your generation because you I'm, close. I'm 41 I'm for I just had a birthday so I'm 41 okay so I'm 36 and I feel like I was just like right in between the like people who really worked hard the ones like the women I looked up to and then these right. new girls because I'm still working like I still my I'm, I'm still I mean I had kids now so I haven't had a job in like actually it wasn't that long ago and, that the, I did and that the pandemic the pandemic kind of yeah everything up too. I mean, that's <laughs> for sure. but, but there was a time where I started getting booked on jobs and I would get to the job and they would be like you know I'm so thankful for you you're a professional you showed up on time you're not drunk you actually know how to model and you actually know how to pose without just sticking your butt at my camera and wow. it was like this whole thing started happening where they're they're booking these girls off the off the Instagram because they think like oh cool they're a good model and I don't have to go through an agency. They're, they're, those are not and then models. They get them in, those are not right. models. So that's that's becoming that was becoming a problem in our industry on the other side, like on the casting side and on the on the actual like um, you know like for the magazines and the clothing companies. Like a clothing company would hire a model. They had no idea how to actually model. She would j literally just stand there, stick her butt out. And it, it, it was going really poorly for, for them for a while. So then they had to learn to start vetting their Instagram models differently. You know? Well, that's because the woman is used to being in control. If I take a picture with my iPhone, I'm in complete control of that picture. I can edit it. I can try to turn my body the way that I want or whatnot. Yeah. But when you're dealing with someone else taking a picture of you, that's a totally different thing. You have to know what you're doing in front of that camera. You're not, it's not just you and this love relationship with your iPhone. You know what I mean? Right. This, and you, know, you need this, to know how to make a piece of clothing look good. And, and that wasn't what they're, they didn't care about that. They cared about how they looked. And as a model, as a real model, you're not allowed to care about how you look. You're not allowed to care about no, the makeup you on your face. And you're not allowed to care about your hair or the outfit. You just do it. Well, you have to go with what the client's image is of whatever, exactly. you know, you're going to do. Like if the client, you know, wants you to have red lipstick on and look like you're from the 19, you know, 30s and wear a, you know, garter belt or whatever, then you've got to be able to pull that off and make it look 100 percent. 
you know, wow, red, a light red bulb stick, just hair off. up, garter oh, belt. You know, you yeah. have to, you know, because when you're a model, it's not always about you. If you're modeling a product, it isn't about you. It's about the product. You know, you know what? A, 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 light bulb, a light bulb Never just went heard. off. A light bulb just went off in my head because uh, what you two just said, Katie and Lori, um, really defines the difference between your generation as far as being professional models and the younger generation being models because you nailed it right on the head is that they're not in control and they don't they don't if they don't like if they don't like the photos they don't promote yeah and they also you if you are modeling for you know magazine or even she was talking about a clothing line or any of this stuff you're not having a love affair with your iphone at that moment i think some women who call themselves models are only comfortable with that relationship with your iPhone. They like live in their iPhone. Their iPhone is this, this is their whole world. You know, it's their whole, uh, you know, God forbid if they lost their iPhone or all their followers, you know, they probably commit suicide. I hate to say that's horrible, but it's just, you got to have more elements in there. You got to have more layers than that. You got to have more definition, Substance. more, you know, integrity, more class. Like you guys use that magic word. Um, it can't just be this, Oh, if I lost my millions of followers, I would be no one. Well, you gotta have a little more, you know, going on then, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So- so let's, 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 let's real quickly dive into your acting career. Of, of all the things you've worked on, you know, what was your favorite project? Yeah. One of my favorite projects was actually working for um, Reno 911 because they always made me feel so comfortable, so welcome. And it, a lot of it was improv. So watching all of these characters, and I was working with some of the best of the best that have gone on to do some amazing work in comedy. Like one of the young ladies I was working with, I can't remember her name off the top of my head she ended up in the movie bridesmaids you know the blonde that was in bridesmaids not the lead but like second Didn't or third lead the blonde laurie did you see I it i worked with her oh my god early so days. funny you i mean she it. was just as good and just as awesome and fun in reno 911 and this is before you know all the bridesmaids and all that and then i worked with uh, Nikki nash also, before she went on to do more comedy, um, and then working with Thomas Lennon, which was one of the lead police officers in Reno 911. He's doing movies all the time now. Hilarious. He was in 17 again. He played the, um, uh, the real funny guy in the movie 17 again. So I, I was just such a blessing to work with all of them before they even really blew up. You know, it was just so awesome. Such great camaraderie between all of them. Um, I'm actually up for a pretty interesting project right now. I don't know how much I'm really allowed to say about it, but it's pretty public knowledge that the movie, you know, is in the works. But um, we're doing a, um, well, not we, I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, executive producer or anything. Um, But uh, Masters of the Universe, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Um, but we all know He-Man, Skeletor, Evelyn. Um, I'm possibly up to play uh, Evelyn for Masters of the Universe. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and I was a big fan of the show growing up. You know, I used to watch the cartoon. Um, it's just great. I mean, she's just like Skeletor's sidekick. Um, obviously the film now is out of production because of what happened, you know, with the COVID pandemic, everything. Um, 
but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to lose hope that it's going to happen. You know, it'll happen eventually. Um, and hopefully it'll work out beautifully. And you guys will see me play this amazingly awesome evil character in a tight corset with like a headpiece. <laughs> nice. Now you got our attention. Now you got our attention. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, have you guys even seen all the characters that are in the world of Masters of the Universe? They all look like Barbie dolls. I mean, they have like tiny waist large breasts and this is when they used to do that with like barbies and cartoons and all that you know things have changed of course you know they don't really make barbies now you know with teeny and bitty waists and big boobs and head pieces and all this crazy hair but that we're talking about the 80s we're talking about the mid 80s when this came out so every character in there looks like a freaking barbie doll which i think is hilarious so they really they really want actors actresses whatever you want to call it whatever that can look like that you know and that's part of the reason i got called in for this project is they're like what does she look like in a corset can she run in a corset can she jump in a corset can she play evil in a corset and it all just sort of built you know one thing built to another to another to another i originally did a screen test to possibly play she-ra that's what i was going to say you look way more like a she-ra to me you know, well, here's the thing. They are not going to have She-Ra in there because they would have to pay for that property as a separate licensing with Mattel. Because right now they only have He-Man, Masters of the Universe. <clears throat> She-Ra's not included in that property. They would have to buy that and they don't want to buy it. And she looks just like Thor. I mean, mm. it's. I don't know why they're not bringing her back. I think they're making a huge mistake by not also buying that property from Mattel and adding in She-Ra and all of her and Katra and all her, you know, hot friends. I mean, every friend that She-Ra has is like a ten. I mean, it's crazy. You know, some have blue hair, some have black hair. Of course, She-Ra is a blonde. But I originally did the screen test um, as She-Ra, and then they're like, eh, you know, we don't know if we're gonna, you know, how movies are. We don't know if we're gonna do that. You know, but we love the look. We love the course, and we love you with the sword. You know, the whole thing. What about? Do you think you'd want to play an evil character? And I thought, well, that could be kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, so fun. Yeah, that could be, you know, I could, you know, and they're like, you know, what about Evil Lynn? And I was like, ooh, that'd be good. She said, well, yeah, that, that's even more age appropriate for me, actually, to play Evil Lynn. So, so being, up at the, yeah. being up at the mansion all those all those years, you, you probably met some pretty amazing people. And I think I remember, right, you, uh, you had mentioned at one point that when you were in a house bunny that you just adored Anna Ferris. You know, I got to work with her, of course, being in House Money, and she would ask us a lot of questions just so she could get her character right. So she would, you know, we, we spent a couple of days with her, actually, with her shooting at the mansion. And I, I really just, I loved her energy. I loved watching Anna Ferris play a Playboy girl. I just thought that was so hilarious. You know, she's so funny. I loved her in um, Just Friends. I thought she was amazing. So good. And just to see her take on my world was hilarious. I was like, okay, I'll tell you whatever you want to know for this character. You know, this is great. <laughs> so, so Billy, you got anything to add? No, this is all good stuff. I think this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> so Anna, Anna was awesome. I mean, you know, I, can I mention who I want to work with? Like who I want to meet? Sure. Go ahead. I want to, you know who I want to, you know who I want to work with? I want to work with Tom Cruise. That's who I want to work with. Okay, I know you have a crush on Tom Cruise from the whole Top Gun. I know, I totally do. So him, I really? Him. Oh, so yes. He, I he replaced Michael Bolton. He's replaced Michael Bolton as your crush? 
You know, Michael, that was a long time ago. Me and Michael, <laughs> we dated a lot. It was like a million years ago now. You did date him. No, you did wind up dating him. I did. No, I, I, you know, yes, I did end up dating him. Yes, I did. Wow. Is, that what wow. he was doing rock? Is that when he was doing rock music? No, it was when he was, not when he was doing rock music. That would have been like the 90s. I met him in like the early 2000s. And okay. we briefly dated. Um, yeah, this would have been like 2002, something like that. Yeah. Um, 2003. A lot and, of people don't know he was, yeah. he was a good rock. He did some good rock stuff before he started getting into all the love. I had heard, you know, I I had always you know really dig his music. I thought it was really good. It was really cool to be with him in the studio and kind of you know see Michael do his thing. I mean, Michael has a beautiful voice, fantastic singer, uh, so talented. He's worked with some of the best of the best. I still love his music I, to this mm-hmm. day. I mean, regardless of what happened between us, not, nothing bad, but. I still adore his music. But the thing with Tom goes way back. The thing with Tom Cruise started like in 1987. So that goes wow. way back. That's like childhood crush. Like, yeah, you're yeah. like, what, four, <laughs> five years old? <laughs> no, I was seven. And when I saw him in um, Top Gun and I saw him in Legend, I was just like, that's the man I want to marry. <laughs> I think everybody so said that at funny. that time. Oh I was like, that's the man that I want to marry right there. <laughs> I so how do you like his Jack Reacher movies? You what? How do you like his Jack Reacher movies, Kater? Katie? I love anything that he is in. I will watch anything that that he. I loved American Made. I just absolutely adore. I think you always at risky business Hill. when he slides across the floor in his socks. That probably got you. American Made I was really good it. though. <laughs> I loved it. I I don't think he's ever made a movie that 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 just bombed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I mean, true, all the movies have been. You know, I mean, there's not really anything that was just absolutely so awful. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Eyes Wide Shut. You know, that didn't really do it for me. But the rest of them, you know, all the Mission Impossibles are great. The Jack Reachers are great. Uh, now he's going to do Top Gun 2 coming out. And, of course, the first Top Gun was awesome. Um, I mean, Legend was awesome. It was like this dark Ridley Scott movie where it was like this big old devil in there played by Tim Curry. Uh, Vanilla Sky was kind of twisted and awesome. Uh, of course, I love Jerry Maguire. I mean, who doesn't love Jerry Maguire, right? Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Show me the money. You know, show me the money. <laughs> he so, did have he yeah. did have one dud. That was that movie about the German officer who tried to blow up Hitler. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Well, actually, he was to kill. He he was gonna assassin Hitler. That was his, his, the role. Yes, yeah, yes, he was uh, after Hitler, and that was all based on a true story, as far as I know. And I thought he did a great job. He played this yeah, kind of self-character. I don't think the movie oh, did well. Never did. I don't think the, the movie, movie did didn't well. do well, but he did. Okay, I he did a fantastic job. Questions. Can I ask Katie a couple questions? Surely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> let's start with... Um, what is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? What was my biggest failure? Yeah. Like if there's something you look back at that just like yeah. you really messed up, but you learned from it. Like, um, you know, I think for me, probably what was at the top of the list as far as biggest failure was I bought a very overpriced house in Los Angeles, you know, of course, when I was doing well and I thought that's the right thing to do, you know, you're doing yeah. well, you buy a big house. Um, and I think the mistake I made was I was single at the time and I had been single and I really overextended. Um, you know, I had, you know, a humongous house, the whole thing. 
And I just, uh, you know, I just kept kind of building up more and more. You know, I had, I think, like three cars at the time. I had this humongous house, um, you know, which, which, of course, I overpaid for it. You know, like everybody does in L.A., they overpay for their house. And I think the, the lesson in that was I was impatient. I was very impatient. And I wanted it all, and I wanted it now. And I got it, and I, I had it for a while. You know, it was awesome. I'm proud of myself that I, you know, bought a gorgeous house in L.A. and did the whole thing. But um, I think I just should have been smarter about just not overextending. I mean, did I really need to have three cars? You know, did I need five bedrooms? And, you know, I think I just – I wanted so much so quickly – that uh, I, I just wasn't able to maintain it. So what ended up happening was I was in the home for a couple of years, you know, I lived it up and that was awesome. And then I surrendered the house back after a couple of years because I really truly just felt overwhelmed by it. You know, again, I was doing it on my own and they kept raising the property taxes in LA. So here I am with the payment, the property taxes, the cars, the whole thing. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I, I don't feel like I can give enough to my career. I feel like it's, it's just all about my house and house, 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 house. And, and it just, it was too much. So well, I, you, kept, you, know, you kept your priorities straight and you kept that car, that truck car that you showed up at my, that photo shoot way back when, right? I the, still have, you know, I still have that. I still actually <laughs> have, I gave it to my brother, but I still have it. It's still in the family. It's with my brother. Um, but most yes, memorable entrance, that. most memorable entrance to a I, photo shoot what ever. Did I, you, I, you know what you? I've heard you say that, but honest, what did? Okay, you, please you, tell me you, what did I do? You, you came up, you came up the alley, you came up in yeah. the alley in it, and you had the music blasting. It was some some rock music was just blasting. I don't remember, but you just came up and you came up and you had the music blasting, and you just pulled right in, and you jumped out of the car, and it was like Katie's here, you know. <laughs> Like, it was probably Motley Crue, <laughs> girls, girls, girls. It was something. But she just showed up, and all of a sudden you said, I was like, Katie's here. Let's get going. You know what I mean? It, it was, was like, I have arrived. Let's do this. I'm yes, ready. Exactly. I have full night's sleep. I, the rock and roll music is blasting, you know, and that thing had like 450 horsepower. So I can only imagine what it sounded like when I came down that alley. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What it was is it? called an. It's called an SSR truck, and it is if you took a if you took a Chevrolet car and you took a Chevrolet truck and you mix them together and you spit it out, this is what you would get. Is this retro uh, truck? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Car. It's like so weird. Yeah, yeah, and the the funny thing is, it's a terrible truck because it doesn't really <laughs> function as a truck, you know, um, and it doesn't have any back seat. Well, I've done I don't know how many how many photo shoots, hundreds of photo shoots, and I don't recall the entrance on any of them except that one. So You know, if you hire me again, now I have a four hundred and fifty horsepower orange challenger that I would show up in and I would still be black. <laughs> I'd be doing the same thing. I would be nothing is changed. I would you know, I would be I would blast right through that too, like hair blowing sunglasses on you know the car is like bright orange which is like so awesome and obnoxious <laughs> you'll have to pick me up before we go in take a little joy yeah ride. where are we going yes like we're, we're going where are we going you know like which one, where are you guys right now candy beach house and we're gonna have to go for a little PCH Dana point well pch wait cruise. wait hold on hold on let me go back a little bit you have a beach house that i don't know about i mean i kind of know about it but wait wait, wait hold on I mean, Why? I don't. Wait. 
Wait, what? No, no, Ron. So, no, candy, so candy, so candy, so candy. It's a very eclectic group of men, okay. And and one of our partners um, has a, a beautiful beach house here in Southern California, and uh, we throw events there, and uh, and photo shoots. Photo shoot, and we do a lot of photo shoots and film reality TV. And, and, and where whatnot. is it? You said you said Dana Point. Is that Dana it's, Point. In Monarch, it's in Monarch Bay. Monarch Beach. Dana Monarch Point. Beach. Monarch Beach. Yeah. You know where the Ritz Carlton is? I don't is? even know where that is. Do you know where the do you know where the Ritz Carlton is? This is? A new, is this in Newport? Is South, that where it is? South, so South it's Laguna. Like Laguna. South Laguna. Oh, so it's like Laguna. Okay, 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 okay. Now I'm getting the visual. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, why? Why don't even know where this is? Um, there are these tiny little, tiny little. Um, they're not even towns. They're just like, air, like literally neighborhoods. Like only his neighborhood is called Monarch Beach. I'm pretty sure. There's like That's two or three. Cool. That sounds very like exclusive. It is. It's right yeah, next it, to the it's like, what's, the, what's the place in Malibu that's very exclusive, Billy? What's that place called? Uh, what the that street that Paradise Cove or? Yeah, no, it's exclusive. You can't. You have to get. It's a. It's a private. It's a private community, Katie. Do you know the name of it? Anyway, it's like that. You can, it's gated. You can't get in. It's a Pacific. Palisade. Oh, Malibu Colony, Ron. Yeah, Malibu Colony. It's is like it, that. Is it yeah. Pacific? I'm thinking Pacific Palisades, but I don't know the one you're talking about in Malibu. I. That I don't know. I don't no, know. We shot, I haven't no, really... When we shot you for the cover, we shot you in Pacific Palisades. That, uh, we had a oh, see, that's what I was thinking, Pacific Palisades. So you're saying that the, the you guys have it it's in Laguna Beach. Well, it's yeah. South Laguna Beach. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, South it's, Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. It's South Laguna Beach. It's, it's right adjacent to that Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, like okay, those when, so, Ron, when, I mean, I think you, you've invited me to some of these events. And, you know, for whatever reason, I couldn't, you know, make some of them, uh, you know, timing and whatnot. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm not in California right now. I don't know when I'm going to be coming back, uh, you know, with everything that happened, you know, the pandemic, all that crap. But, um, yeah, if you still keep doing those events, then I yeah. absolutely, I've seen lots of pictures of Jessica up there. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Jessica, you know, Jessica, oh, yeah. Jessica, you know, Jessica comes to all the events. She's great. I mean, I love, I love, she is so sweet. I love Jessica. I mean, she yeah. is like just such a nice like fun. She's real. I just love Jessica Hall. I love yeah. Jessica Hall. She is such well, a Katie, I love her. Well, well Katie, two yes. things. First of all, yes. it's been almost 10 years since we shot you for candy. Okay. Well, we, yes, but I did. I was in candy again, as you remember. Right. You were, no, you were, you were, you were in candy but, again, but we shot you that one day with, with Tiffany Selby. We shot the two of you. And we, that's we, right. We, yes. And we, and we, and we covered you in Skittles. Um, <clears throat> Wasn't that amazing? It was gum. No, you got Laura. You would love it. I had gummy bears everywhere, Skittles. I had like it was like I was like the version of female Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I mean, we could so have put yeah, them me. in and sold them for a million dollars, probably. And I think I probably ate all the candy after too. I was like, well, I'm gonna eat those Skittles. And I'll take the gummy bears. Yeah. Well, the, the reason I the reason I bring it up is because we're uh, in August. It's our 10 year anniversary. And oh, is it really? Oh yeah, it's our God. ten year anniversary and, and you remember you five years ago you came out for a five year anniversary or fiftieth issue party that we threw that little private party. Um you yes, showed up yes. at, uh, with with uh, Terry uh, Groves and your friend Bernadette. Yes, I remember I that. Your friend Bernadette was there yes. too. But yes, just, I brought Berna. She's like my yeah. partner in crime, so I yep. always bring my girl with me. Yeah, you do. Everywhere you turn, there she is. So I think in <laughs> August I think in August, um Yeah. Pandemic permitting and and health officials permitting, we're going to do a, a ten year anniversary event um, here in Southern California, and 
probably do it at the beach house. So, you should do it at the beach house. That's a fantastic idea. I mean, it's August, so of course, you know. I mean, the weather's pretty much always nice in California, but uh, yeah, that that would be really cool. That would so be we'll, really awesome. We'll, we'll keep you. We'll keep you uh, informed um, as as we get closer to that. So I can't wait to decorate. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Lori's got a side gig now where she does events, so she's like <laughs> planning this event. So. <laughs> Nice. So, that's so streamers fun. and that's balloons and oh fun. my. Oh my god, I'm so into this. Okay, like I've been doing these little picnics and people are you gonna are do a theme? me now? People I'm sorry, what, like what Katie? Are you gonna do like a tropical, like like a theme or something? You know, the house like looks a, like it's out of Bali. It's very yeah, Polynesian looking. It already looking. is tropical, but I think that I'll oh, probably it's already, talk okay. to. It's already very tropical. And then it has like an ocean view and it has a big pool. But, um, and then the insides, yeah, it's kind of like Bali themed. So we'll probably just like kind of stick to that realm, but adding like candy pink and like adding candy theme like stuff. Nice. Nice. Pomper, like awesome. pompous grass, like all that stuff. I, lo- I love the dry nice. flowers. I know everybody's doing it, but you know. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're not doing it the way that we're going to do it, you know. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> and you know, everybody is like dying to do stuff like this, especially you know because of what happened with the pandemic. And I think the pandemic gave us all a chance to really sit back and go, you know what? We should have really good lives if we step back for a second. You know, we have connections. And I, I, Lori, I'm sure you feel the same way. You just kind of look back and go, you know what? This is fucking awesome life. Like I get to oh, do yeah. the coolest things that people never get to do. Like it is so cool. And then. But when you when all that stuff stops is when you have that moment to look at it and go, I didn't even really realize how awesome my life is. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yep. I'm the kind of person that like I, while my son is running away from me to catch a ball, I'm the kind of person that starts crying because I like I'm watching his his youth fleeting away from me. So like I remember Aww. being like I remember being at certain parties and being at certain events and working certain jobs and thinking this is one of those lifetime milestones that I will never forget and just like trying so hard to relish in that moment and remember it all because I knew like this will mean something one day. Like I remember oh, I'm very I'm very sentimental. So I think that I kind of always knew that the day would come where I'd be a grandmother looking back at it all, you know? And okay, also, too, well, yes, and that's why you have to really absorb all of the opportunities that you have, whether it yeah. be, you know, these magazine covers or these opportunities or um, these events and whatnot, you know, these beautiful locations and, you know, and the friends and awesome stuff you get to do. I mean, I, I, I always tried to do that as well because I thought, you know, we never know how long, you know, it's going to last. You know, yep. look at the Playboy Mansion. I mean, the Playboy Mansion is being torn apart right now. The, oh the my God! The mansion. No, they. I saw it. It broke my heart when I saw it. I saw an aerial view view photo, and they have torn the entire grotto, the pool, everything is out. I mean, it's all in shambles. And I was like, Oh my God! Like that, like broke my heart. Like that, we lived in it. We lived in an era, and it is over. You know what? It, I don't want to say it's over. I want to but say that, it, 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 it's like just, it's, that's done. Yes, that yeah. is over. The actual physical house and, and Hugh Hefner, that is all done. And I feel sorry for the women who didn't enjoy themselves through the ride because it's a mm-hmm. hell of a ride, mm-hmm. you know? It's a hell of a ride. I mean, I, I just, I feel sorry for them that, um, that turned it into something dark. You know, that's a whole other subject we get into is, you know, you're, it's either, it's either going to work for you or it's going to work against you. 
You know, it's well, whatever you're going to bring. We might have to have you come back on, Katie. I mean, this is the great thing about. See, here's the thing: when I when I started Candy and we started Candy, I, I made sure that we worked with people that we worked with before and that we had a connection with and we got along with. And that's why we chose to work with you very early on. And I think you were on issue number two, like I said, because because yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, it was really quick because because you know what? There's a comfort level. You're cool. You're professional, like Bill said, and you're classy. You get sexy. And and you just you just get it you know you understand how the business works. We just can't and, deal with bitches. Thank you. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, it, I you know I I don't hear it all the time. I think one of the things I really loved Ron was there was a post that you posted. Um, I don't remember it verbatim, but it was probably one of the nicest things industry wise I think I've ever heard. Um, and it just talked about you know how you guys kind of started out and how. Um, I don't know. I'd have to like read it again. I don't want to like say all the stuff that was in there. And you I, know I, what I, mean? I think you know the. Po- <laughs> I think you know the post I'm talking about. Well, then I owe her a thank you. Then I owe her a thank you, Lori. You know, thank you, Lori, for, for I, I, I write everything. Words, you know? Stop it, Billy. Don't kill my... <laughs> Katie, you got to know like, me and Ron God, have this love-hate you. competition with each other, so I, I can never compliment him, and he can never compliment me. So every time somebody says something good, it's got to be from someone Oh, else. you got to throw him under the bus, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but honestly, I, I don't... You know, I, I, I unfortunately I don't recall what you're talking about, but I am. Um, okay, okay. Um, it's, it's, um, I'm transparent. You know, I'm very transparent. I, I tell you if I like it, and I tell you if I don't like it. I say yes. I say no. I say good. I say bad. You know. It and, was it was just a nice like like kind of like a letter sort of thing, just kind of explaining about how I was always I don't know maybe I was like always professional and and how I kind of um, led the way for. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the models after and whatnot. It was just a really nice, like, I remember I screenshotted it and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I screenshotted it and I, you know, posted it on my Instagram and I was like, you know what? This is what it takes to be a model. All the ladies, all these Instagram fools, they need to go read this right here because this is, this is, this is what's real right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to know what like, else this about Ron? Ron never says a bad word about anybody. Like, you can try to get him to talk shit on somebody, even if he is just pissed at them and hates them. He will not do it. Like, he he does, does on Chicago not. sports teams all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk sports. Wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> but, like, but what if you try what to get he... him to be like, hey, like, what do you think about that girl? Isn't she a nightmare? I worked with her, blah, blah, blah. And he'll be like, um, you know, she's okay. Like, not a word. Now, what about, if he's too, what about if he's two cocktails in? No. What about yeah, I don't think no? I've ever heard of him. <laughs> two cocktails it, in, he's asleep. <laughs> yeah, he's passed out. You know what he means? You know, he can't he's got that cocktail, cocktail at 4 o'clock with the blue plate special. He's getting the phone oh. calls in the middle of the night because we're sneaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta, hey, Lori, you know what we got to do? We got to have a roast of Ron. Oh, come on. Oh, that would... <laughs> That's all. That's all we ever did on the track. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have a real here. one. <laughs> Those roasts are really funny, though. Like when they get somebody up there and they roast them, that's some funny stuff. We should do that's that hilarious. at the ten-year anniversary party. Do the Ron, the Ron roast. But wouldn't don't you have to well, roast everybody? Just... Isn't that how it works? Like, I don't know. It takes too long. <laughs> it takes too long. <laughs> how about we do a thing where you draw? Long. No, listen, listen. What if we do a thing where? You get a giant bucket with like numbers on it or, or like a little golden ticket in there. And whoever grabs that golden ticket out of the pot is the person who has to get roasted. 
That's good. I have to good. be very what honest. Is- I hate roast it. Like I hate roast. <laughs> like I would never do it. Well, then you can just be the one that's in charge of like, yes. like, like you know, let me like roast him. You know, I don't want to roast you anybody. Can just- I hate it. I want to roast them. So you don't want to pick on anybody is what you're saying. No, you don't want to. not at all. I don't want anyone to pick on me. I don't want to pick on anybody. I don't want to know what you really think about me in a joking way because I'm going to punch you in the face. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Katie, me and you will roast Ron. <laughs> oh, that would be so we're just going back and forth, you know what I mean? Just tearing him <laughs> apart, you know? <laughs> It'll be just good fun. This was fun. We didn't get into everything we need to get into because you're you have had a very full career. Um, so what? I'm not done yet. I'm just getting started. Oh, I didn't say you're done. I said you've had a very full career. <laughs> so, so I have actually actually one last thought here. Um, so when when referring to playmates who were you know in the past, are you are are you a, are you a, are a former playmate, or are you just a playmate? You know, I mean, I don't know if like so many years go by that you graduate to the former part or if it's just always, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I I may be at that point because I did it like 20 years ago. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, it could be, I think, I think it all depends on who's, who's doing the write up is the person who will say former playmate or they'll say just playmate. So I need to know what the right in the uh, I need to know what the right in the title of this podcast. Am I going to go former playmate Katie Lomax? No, go- just say playmate. Don't yeah, say playmate. Playmate because when you say former, it's it's kind of like a like a dropped off or something. You know, yeah. like like a you know like she dropped off. She's like former, like the life you know was so long ago, and it really okay. wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hef passed away only just a few years ago, so it, it's kind of I still feel like yeah, um, it sounds like she's Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> right. So, ha- so, have you kept in touch, like in the last couple of years, with any playmates? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm still really good friends with Miriam Gonzalez. I don't know if you know Miriam. Yeah, I don't then, know her, but um, she was in she was in your year, wasn't she? In 2001 as well. Yes. Yes. You know, I actually helped Miriam get her centerfold. You what? I helped Miriam get her centerfold. Did you really? I absolutely did. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Hef wasn't, you know, Mr. Hef, he wasn't sure if he wanted Miriam or not. Um, He just, he was undecided, right? You know, he he didn't know. And she hung out with us a couple of times. And I said, look, Hef, you have to choose Miriam. Miriam is like the centerfold that I used to look at and I used to see in the 80s. So, is, so is, was Miriam when she shot the centerfold? Was she natural? She was natural. She still is. She always has been. Okay. So, does, so did so did does Hef have a thing against natural boobs? No, did, no, he doesn't have a thing. Well, here's the thing. He doesn't have a thing against natural breasts. It's just he worries about when they go to do your video if you're going to be slopping all over the place. Which he, now now that's a thing. If you're slopping all over the place in the video, you're going to go viral. But Hef doesn't want sloppy stuff going everywhere. I don't know so if you listened to the last best, podcast or not, but Alexis Sandberg was on it and she she was actually announced as Miss March. They shot the centerfold and everything and they announced in the magazine Alexis Hamburg, Miss March. And then when the March mm-hmm. issue came out, she wasn't the centerfold. I guess now, Hef, what year was this? Like this, when did this happen? 2000 and this is this is Candy's uh, 2014. So she was set to be she was in announced. The magazine. It was, they, they it was put in the magazine. They actually put, you know, put in the back page there. They go, coming next month, Miss March, yeah. Alexis Sandberg. They shot the centerfold and everything. 
and they and then it got up to half and half didn't like the photos. Well, gosh, you would think he would have looked at them a little sooner than that. You know it what I mean? Awesome. I guess as he was, I guess as he was getting older, he was dropping the ball a little bit. There, he sure as hell would not have done that when I, you know, when I was there, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah. That guy was sharp as a razor. I mean, he was on it. He was. Did like, Arnie like shoot you? Who shot or, your centerfold? You know? Uh, Stephen shot it. Stephen Wade shot Wada? it. Wada? Wada? Yeah, he, Stephen Wade shot the centerfold, and then our. And then Stephen and Arnie shot the photos that were inside. It was a 50-50 split. It was half and half. It was, I started with Stephen, and then when we got on location, I started shooting with Arnie. Was it uncomfortable? Was it, what, what was, was, let me ask you this. What was more uncomfortable, yeah. shooting the photos or shooting the video? Um, I was comfortable with all of it. I enjoyed every every element of it. I enjoyed this. I, I enjoyed doing the centerfold, even though it took a couple days to actually shoot the centerfold because we shot it, you know, with actual film, which made nowadays I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, um, we shot on film. It takes a couple days to do it. Hef has to approve it. If he approves that centerfold, you go on to do what's called your small camera. And I did half the small camera with Stephen Weta. And then they said, well, we're going to take you on location to a farmhouse. And there's all this, you know, grass and trees and all this, you know, a well and like all this crazy stuff. And you're going to shoot all that with Arnie. And I was like, okay. And then when all that's done, Hef has to approve. He has to look at all the pictures that are considered in small camera. And he's got to choose what he wants. So he picks and chooses. Says, I like this one. I like this one. I want this one. And what was wonderful is Hef actually let me be a part of that process, which a lot of people don't get to do that. But he considered me to be um someone business oriented right and so i got to actually pick uh quite a few of the pictures that were in there yeah that's unusual yeah, cool. that's, there's yeah, not too many so i got to pick them yeah there aren't too many um in, in this and i mean in, when it comes to candy there aren't too many models that i that i work with that well pick the photos yeah either, they get you know. to pick yeah so it was i think he um I think he enjoyed the kind of like business relationship that we had. I think he trusted my opinion. And, you know, I got to pick the playmate of the year, too. I got to pick. You picked Jaylene? No, um, I didn't get to pick the year that I was in. I got to pick the year before. Um, and it was it was a toss up between Buffy Tyler and Brandy Roderick. Oh, that Brandy, was yeah, Brandy was a playmate of the year, right? Yeah, Brandy. Yes, and, but Hef had was having a difficult time making that decision, and so he called me into his room. I remember it was you know a late night, and I remember he had just finished his dinner, and he's like, you know, Katie, I want to talk to you about something. And I said, sure. I said, you can talk to me about anything. And he said, I'm having a difficult time deciding who I want to play me of the year. He said, Buffy has been overwhelmingly popular with, you know, our, our, uh, our readers. He said, but also my choice is also Brand Roderick. And as much as I love Buffy and, you know, she's a very dear friend of mine, I actually helped to make the decision to choose Brandy Roderick. I thought that Brandy was the better choice. Okay. You know, Brandy was in candy as well, but we, I did not work with her on my previous magazine. So, but she was uh, January, 2014, or, Cover model, I remember. So. Yes, I was like, "Oh, you ladies are all following me." No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had quite the run there. We had we had Tiffany on one, you on two, um, Taylor James on four, Colleen on five, Tiffany Taylor on six, Irina on eight, uh, Jessica Hall on ten or eleven, and then we had uh, uh, Hiromi, and then we had Brandy. So, oh, I didn't know you had Hiro. So you had Hiromi Oshima on there, huh? 
Yep, she was on the cover as well. I and we, didn't know that. Yeah. I did not see that one. That's really cool. Yeah, and and Brandy, and I think, I, I think, and then Jessa Hinton was on the cover of the swimsuit issue. Uh, but and then oh, we had nice, yes. And Nikki Lee, we had Nikki Lee on the cover. Um, so from what I remember, I think that's so, so, yeah. You know, it's it's a great way to build a brand is using playmates. I'll tell you that. I mean, it, it certainly helps, absolutely. And you know that, you know, they're going to know how to pose and they're going to be comfortable. I mean, you, that's almost a guarantee, you know. And they're going to be professional, you know what I mean? And, you know, that's... Oh, yeah, because you can't, you know, you can't get anywhere, you know, in the organization with Playboy if you're not going to bring something to the table. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. No. And a lot of the girls wanted... And the thing about the Playmates, too, I mean, I can, I can say this from my own experience. I can't speak for everybody, but it was always important to me to make sure that I did other things besides that, you know, other magazines, other opportunities, because I didn't want just that one dimension, you know, that was never going to be enough for me. So when the opportunities came up, let's say like even for knockout, um, absolutely. I was on board and I don't, Ron, how did you even find me for knockout? Like I, I, Terry I can't even remember. Terry Gross. So how did, did she do the makeup for something else? So, so I mean, we were working with, so, so what happened is, uh, I mean, I, I really don't want to spend a lot of time talking about knockout. I spent already too much time talking about it, but we were yeah, working yeah, with, yeah. we were working with another makeup artist and she couldn't do the shoot. So she referred okay. us to, she referred us to, to Terry and got it. And okay. Terry, Terry's like, do you need some models? I was like, yeah, like, what, what do you got? And she says, well, I have this playmate, Katie Loman, and I have this other model. She's married to Ricky Nelson, Yvette Nelson. Oh, okay, perfect. So that's how it happened. Okay, now that's I remember. Not, so that's, 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 that's how and I've worked with, when I've been, we've been working with Terry ever since then. And obviously, you know, you as well. Got it. So that's, got that's it. How, yeah, I that's remember how, when she, yeah, I remember that. Okay, perfect. That's how it all happened. So anyway, just in the story. So anyway, um, it was great having you on. This is going to be one of our most listened to podcasts, without a doubt. Uh, nice. I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I really think so. I think we got some interesting tidbits here that maybe has never been told before. And, yeah. um, and I, I'm that is more, very true. That is, yeah. that is true. A lot of it, it, you know, material and stuff that people really don't know, you know, like before all the girls next door, they don't know any of that stuff. Nobody no, knows. I'm Buffy Tyler and all that. Uh, Lori, Bill, you got anything? No, we're all good. Um, I do have a question. Did you ever read the book Bunny Tales? You know, I didn't, but I had people. uh, Is that the one that Holly Madison wrote? Is that it? No, it's. Or is it not the one Holly Madison wrote? Uh uh. It's before her, but she's in it. (laughs) Um, Who wrote that one? Um, God, I can't think of the girl's name. Hold on, I'm going to look it up really quick. I don't know who wrote it. I mean, I. I haven't read any of them. Um, I just, people will you know, oh. call me or text me and say, you know, hey, they, you know, they wrote about you or, you know, whatnot. But I don't know. I, I, I haven't Isabella St. James. Pay any attention. That's right. It was Isabella. See, I've never even, I don't even remember ever meeting her. I, I don't oh, remember okay. anything. Okay, interesting. I just wondered. Well, let me let me let's, let me just Katie before you say goodbye. Let me just say one last thing. Um, in two thousand third yeah. in two thousand thirteen, Candy was 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 on a on a steep climb up in L.A. and we were throwing uh, we were sponsoring the Babes in Toyland that year. And I remember, yeah. You remember that, right? And, and yes, and, absolutely. Yeah, and and and, and you sent me a text. <laughs> early in the day. Do you remember what that text said? Mm-hmm. The text probably said something like, Playboy doesn't want me 
to come to this event and be a co-host of Babes in Toyland because they feel like it's a direct competition. Am I right about that? 100% dead on. I remember that exact, yes. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. And I thought, how dare they think that for a second, they're going to tell me what to do because they're not. Yeah, Yeah, they don't don't pay enough for that. That's crazy. That they're not, you know, I mean, look, I, my loyalty is with them and I do a good job for them. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But you, you, Playboy can't tell me that I can't go to a toy charity where I'm donating toys for underprivileged children. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? Unless they give you a nice big retainer. Well, they sent it out. To yeah. all the, they sent it out to all the playmates, and they did wind up yeah, scaring off a couple playmates. And a lot of playmates who attended didn't post. You know, I think that's. Ridiculous. I remember that's that, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, okay, so they still showed up. They still donated the toys. They still wanted to participate. But you know what? It's like you still didn't stand up for yourself. You know, you really didn't. I mean, right. when you post is when you say, look, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to do what I want. You know, how does how does Playboy have the right to tell a woman, you know, a playmate, whatever, you can't come to this charity because it's another what they consider to be direct competition which is mm-hmm. Candy Magazine. That yeah, which is right. kind of bizarre because they never, with all the Maximum events that were going on, they talk. never did it with the Maximum events, telling playmates they can't go to Maximum events. And you know, I they- don't understand, you know what, and I don't understand, I would think that Maxim, because, you know, you know, whatever, Maxim's putting actresses on the cover and all that stuff, I would think that Playboy would have been more threatened by Maxim than by Candy, only for that reason. But no, so. it was, they were, they were, they, they felt very uncomfortable with um, that as direct competition. I think that I Candy Magazine, it. Candy Magazine is the number one magazine that made Playboy feel uncomfortable. That's a perfect yeah. quote. We got to put that, we gotta put that in print, Ron. We, sh- we got to put that somewhere. Yeah, that was our, that was our aha moment. It was like, aha. <laughs> I mean, when they're sending out those masks, emails like that and it reaches all of us which they have got they have emails and connections and everything of course every single one of us because they're constantly you know emailing us about you know events or emails about jobs or anything like that so we're all dialed into those emails right and if they're sending out an email like that it's because they absolutely feel like it's direct competition and i i i thought oh my god wow ron you know you guys are doing a great job you know this is awesome like they don't even want us to go i mean this is crazy <laughs> yeah that was that was that was pretty nutty back then i really didn't even know how to react so anyway i just wanted to bring it up before we get off um Anything you want to say, Katie? How can people follow you and how can they? Uh... The only, honestly, the only really social media that I do that I like is um, I, I do like Instagram a lot. Don't try to go on Facebook. My Facebook was hacked millions of times. It's just, I can't see, I don't know, me and Facebook just don't really get on. And then Twitter's okay, but um, I, I really enjoy Instagram. I think that's been kind of my favorite of like all of that social media stuff. So absolutely, if they want to follow me, they can 100% find me. It's real Katie Loman and it's Instagram. I'm going to follow you right now. Woo. Well, thank so you, Lori. I think I already got her already. Oh, follow you back when we get off the phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, sounds great. All right, Katie, well, thanks again for, for calling in. 
This has been incredible. Well, thank you guys. Yes. Thank you. This was really awesome. This was, it was really fun to go down, you know, memory lane and, and remember all this stuff. And, and I mean, it was really awesome and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Look, I, I, I thought I, people that are missing playboy will like to hear these stories, you know, like this is kind of like a cool little segment. Hey, August, you know, will be here soon I, enough. We got to get this party ready. And I yeah. thought about if I want to do a book or not, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of material there. It's not just a Playboy book. And that's what some of them done, Holly and Isabel and all that. They're just a Playboy book. Mine wouldn't be just a Playboy book. Playboy would be a chapter or two. But, I mean, I could get into the Michael Bolton thing. I could get into, you know, all the stuff that I've never talked about before, you know, because I just didn't really... I don't know. I just haven't really talked about it. No one's really asked me. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We appreciate you sharing with us stuff you've never talked about before. And I think that's one of the things about Candy is that um, we're, we're appreciative that we, there are models like yourself who will open up and share with us stories that they haven't told anybody before, whether it's, whether what you told yeah, us today or know. whether it was Colleen Shannon telling us about her stories in the past or or other other models telling us stories that have never been told before. We just really appreciate the, the confidence that, that you guys have in yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a great you know, and you have this great setup for us to be able to do that, you know, which which I'm really grateful for, you know, that outlet to be able to talk to fans and talk to fans of Candy, talk to fans of Playboy, talk to fans of just you know beautiful glamour models, and be able to tell our stories the way that we want to tell them, you know. Sounds great. Sounds great, Katie. Well, we've got some stuff in the hopper uh, a couple months out. I'll, I'll be following up with you about that. It's pretty exciting sure. stuff. Um, okay. And uh, But uh, hopefully you'll be, you'll be able to come out in August for our event that we're having. And uh, Yeah, no, absolutely I will. And we'll, uh, we'll, get, you, we'll get you to the, uh, the podcast uh, shortly uh, so you can okay. share it with your friends, all right? Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. All right, good night, everybody. Thanks. All right, bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.